0: Which, honestly, now that I'm older, I'm like, why would you try to kill puppies? Like, if you let them grow, you can get more fur,
1: right? Like,
0: that's just fifty. Could have been 50 damn inches.
1: <laughs> Th- thanks, gentlemen, for my intro. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic Judge and Jerry. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Matt Heider.
2: Better Rojo than dead. Javier Ortiz. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to make him laugh.
1: <laughs> I love how
0: you only committed to one of those words, and I have to believe it's because you don't know the Spanish word for dad. <laughs> no, I didn't look it up. I forgot.
2: What if you have to look up... <laughs> You're to look-up rojo. I, well, what does is, what is peri, peri rojo mean? That's all, but I was like, wait, I think that's like an extension. of I don't know. Tango ombre, okay? What I'm is hombre. up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit.
1: Some shit indeed, my friend. Some <laughs> <Exactly>. shit indeed. bro. <laughs> well, we, as always, we appreciate your help growing the podcast. Go ahead, hit that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Check out our website, com, where you can sign up for our newsletter. We send out updates and exclusive content. You can also pick up some sweet, sweet merch there, interact with us, and uh, listen to our What's Our Verdict TV episodes as well. So we always ask... Do you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie to help with that question? Each week, we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today, we're reviewing Cruella. It was released May 28th, 2021. It was written by Dana Fox and Tony McNamara. It was directed by Craig Gillespie. It stars Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, Paul Walter Hauser, and Mark Strong. It is a live-action prequel following a young Cruella DeVille. As always, if you haven't seen this movie yet and you want to avoid spoilers, go watch it, come back, pick up where you left off. If you're not afraid of spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. You can also go check out our spoiler-free review over on YouTube. It's an interesting one this week. We kind of lose control of ourselves, so go have fun with that and watch it. But yeah, let's, time. Uh, let's dive into wanna- Cruella.
2: I want to tell everyone yesterday, I went to Starbucks with Taylor to get what they call a pink drink. And the lady that gave us the drink and the grilled cheese sandwich, she had Corella DeVille hair, except it was opposite. I was like, are we starting a trend here? Having seen this movie, I'm curious, all you girls out there, are we just going to get a patch of white? I don't know. Let's find out. Matt, I want to pitch something to you. What if you got Corella hair just to see what happens? But I don't have like really dark like jet black hair and then like to do some white that would be more work like i am better red than i am dead so how does that work for me
1: i was just thinking you could put some blue in there too somewhere and then you'd just be patriotic
2: i thought we'd have javier do it because right now i don't have any hair have to, like, paint it on. Him. how about this you do it
0: and then you're have a red mullet mullets are in style they a lot of n- people they've never watching been in style. Them.
2: No, there's a lot of people watching it with bullets right now. It's weird. I know. It's it's
1: There's there's certain things. Look, the 80s were a fun decade. The 90s were dumb. Leave that shit in the 90s. <laughs> <Now, laughs>
2: Trust me, so, hurtful. So if well, I can get it, Starbucks Girl to listen, I do want to know if you did this hairstyle because you were like inspired by Corella. I don't know, but just throwing it out there. Starbucks doing it right.
1: Corella or, or Sia. Sia's been rocking that one for a minute. Mm. Didn't know that. Okay,
0: can we talk about this movie yeah, at some let's point do it. today? Thought, that was part
2: of the movie. Let's talk about
0: the hair. Not part of the movie. Were you talking about Starbucks.
2: It's, it's the most identifiable characteristic of Cruella, except for the Dalmatian print. You are killing me right now, dude. Or like the
1: triangle cheekbones from the cartoon. Go ahead, That's Javier. It. Let's talk about let's talk about Cruella. So
0: I okay. I'm going to start out with the CGI because this is like oh. like my biggest oh. problem. Like we mentioned it in the the. Spoiler spoiler free. free. But there was maybe one thing, two. There's two things that I can think of that you couldn't necessarily train a dog to do. Or you wouldn't want to put a dog in that situation. Sure. Everything else you could have a dog do. Yeah. Why did they spend so much
3: time doing CGI dogs? I don't know. Well, why did they only do half the dog CGI? Because the other two were real dogs, right? Like most of the
1: time so at times yeah when they were just like sitting still in the apartment and they were older they were they were real dogs but at the beginning like that's my problem so you had this puppy it's a fucking puppy all it was doing was playing with this girl like why do you need a c you either have the shittiest trainers in hollywood (laughs) or you just got the wrong fucking puppy because god damn it, it puppies are cute they're naturally gonna shine on screen why do you need to cgi this puppy and then on top of that, why CGI the the dalmatians? Like I get the part when they're trying to take off her feet and she's swinging from the thing at the the show, like you can make those CGI and I'll even forgive the fact that it might it looks like shit because I understand you don't want to have giant dalmatians chasing this little girl down and possibly taking off her feet. But for fuck's sake, when they're just sitting there, god damn it, don't make them CGI. It's stupid. My yeah. aunt probably has six Dalmatians. I'll make a phone call. Pay her a little bit. I'm sure she has that use, stuff pass
2: through when they're watching the movie. And they're like, hey, is this good CGI or not? Oh, it wasn't it? like they all see it, too. I just don't get how that stuff passes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get
0: how it passes. We can pay a dog and a, their trainer a few thousand dollars to come be in this movie. Or we could blow half our budget on CGI.
2: That is it saying see. something about us as a society that we'd rather move into the digital age than have the real thing? I don't know. We're not going to go down that hole today, but.
1: To be fair, it's starting to get <laughs> to the point that CGI is cheaper than a lot of practical effects.
0: Oh, Has uh, it like, gotten cheaper?
1: Uh, not all the time, but it's getting there. But the real problem is, is not for a dog sitting on the fucking floor staring at you. like
2: <laughs> it's. Hey, they didn't want to take the poop out between scenes. There is,
1: and maybe I don't know. It just, I just don't get it. Also,
2: are dalmatians aggressive like that normally, Mm -hmm. or is that is that just a cartoon thing? We've no, No, I've heard that they're aggressive and like hard to train. They are. So my aunt
1: used to have them. The only dog that's ever bit me out of me not like messing with the dog and playing with it and getting going too far with it is a dalmatian. They can be very – they're not all – look, I'm always a firm believer, and I want to set this precedent right now with me. I think dogs are what their owners make them, but there are dogs that have the ability to fall naturally towards an aggressive style easier than others, and Dalmatians are one of them. Some dog breeds are dicks, sure. you know, and Dalmatians are one of them. Chihuahuas. That's why yeah. that's why it was so funny to watch uh the this one the, this one in this movie cuz he was really funny with his little eye patch and wink he was cute but <laughs> bug was so cute Those dogs are dicks. It's
0: like those at one point dogs. you have those three dalmatians on a on a couch barking at a TV. Yeah. I'm like I could have my dog do that. Yeah. That that just blows my mind that you CGI three dogs on a couch barking.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that right out the gate, it bothered me that there was so much CGI in places that just didn't feel necessary. But the other piece that bothered me, and this goes back to what I said in the spoiler free, is this is Cruella. This is like one of the most unsalvageable villains in movie history, in my opinion, as a child. And they're trying to make me feel... Sorry for her and relate to her and want her to succeed. And that's not my Cruella. I wanted a showdown between two horrible human beings. Thank you. From start to finish, I don't want her to be likable. I want her to, I don't, I want it so that I know she's going to win, but I don't give a shit who does because I just want chaos
3: and mayhem because these are two
1: people that don't care.
3: I wanted a Joker v. Joker. Yeah. I just want to agree, like, that was probably my biggest knock on this movie is that I feel like if you're going to do this prequel origin story of Cruella, you should be able to pick up 101 Dalmatians and go, oh, that's the way, that's why she is the way she is. And it doesn't, like, if you would have made this movie and called it something else, heck, call it a Stella and drop all the 101 Dalmatian stuff and make a movie, I would have been more interested in it than you trying to pitch... This is oh Cruella is just this person who had a bad upbringing because you watch One Hundred and One Dalmatians and that's not it. And the first thing they do is make the Dalmatians the bad guy. I was just yeah, I was just frustrated with a lot of stuff in this movie. So,
1: so this seems like a good place to touch on this mid credit scene. Just so you guys are aware, I'm just letting everyone, all of our listeners know that none of my partners here are committed enough to wait around for two minutes of credits to see the end of this. So anyway, True. what happens is. Is they show the lawyer who is the main character, the who's the the male lead of One Hundred and One Dalmatians, and Anita, the reporter, who's the female lead in One Hundred and One Dalmatians, getting their getting Pongo and Perdita as a gift from Cruella, and then oh. it shows him singing the Cruella De Vil at his piano from their little window in London, Mm-mm. like they show, and that's so, insulting. So, Yeah, so it literally went from the end of this movie, Cruella tearing down the sign so it says Hell Hall, the mansion, and then to a lead-in to 101 Dalmatians. So it's like they're saying, we're getting ready, we're going to do the live-action version of 101 Dalmatians with these characters. And I went, no, because that Cruella, her little speech at her mom's, her, her adopted mom's grave saying that, or her own grave, sorry, saying that, you know, Estella's gone and Cruella's here and I'm as crazy as my mom, if not more, and I'm better. That is not enough for me to go. Oh yep, Now I get the psychotic Cruella from the cartoon.
0: She wouldn't even kill dogs. Yeah. That's like Cruella's thing. She spends an entire movie trying to kill 101 puppies. That's messed up.
1: That apparently now due to this retcon, she gave to him as puppies of her three psychotic dogs.
2: Guys, haven't we seen yes. enough dogs die in John Wick?
1: Yes.
0: Let them be.
2: No, but what I'm saying is, you're.
0: I'm with James. Why can't totally, villains I, just I totally be get villains?
2: It. Right? Well, that's what Disney's trying to do. They're trying to soften it and make them likable and have this new spin. I'm. I'm not here to disagree with any of that. No, I don't. Cruella of all people should not be likable. She's not likable.
1: No. She's trying to kill puppies in the original movie. Yeah. I mean That's, you they've done it with two of the agree. best Disney villains. Maleficent, while Angelina Jolie is fun to watch in that in those movies, she was also this woman turned into a dragon and tried to eat some motherfuckers. This is not a salvageable person, nor is Cruella. She tried to kill cute dogs. I'm out. Even as a kid, you're like,
0: she's trying to kill these dogs. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like that was not lost on us as kids. No. Right. <laughs> Which, honestly, now that I'm older, I'm like, why would you try to kill puppies? Like, if you let them grow, you can get more fur, <laughs> right? Like, that's just fiscally Could have been 50 damn ages.
1: <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen, for my intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See? Corella's not evil enough. If I'm having more evil thoughts than Corella, it's she's not a good enough villain yet.
2: Yeah, I'm telling you. Let's talk about something I did like. JJ, give me the names of her two henchmen. Horace and Jasper. I like those guys. The These actors were Joel laugh.
1: Fry and Paul Walter Hauser. And Horace, okay, in the cartoon, they're funny and they're goofy and they're like the slapstick comedy of the movie, but These guys really brought them to life. Like and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the dynamic of like Jasper kind of being in love with Cruella as Estella, and that's why he sticks around and then failing. I like that dynamic. I did enjoy that. I just wish she'd been an asshole the whole time
2: instead of half the movie. I I did like they I feel like a lot of the jokes for me honestly did land and and wink and everything they made me laugh like it was funny like there's some stuff where they like, with the dogs i think like chewing up the cow like the the couch and the wink like infiltrating one of those heists like through a little window and he came down through and then him dressing up as a rat and like a really big rat and he just started spraying him on the camera like this stuff was clever to me i laughed i really like that they they got me through some of the when this movie was really long but they made me laugh
3: I really enjoyed Horse and Jasper. Their comedy was probably the only comedy that landed for me. But just like a small point of like when you look at 101 Dalmatians, you look at Horse and Jasper and they're not Horse and Jasper like that you grow up with either. But I agree that they, they get you through the movie with some comedic relief that if it wasn't there, it would have been a, a real slog.
0: I was a little unsure how successful they were as thieves because one scene they're like stealing diamonds from a store from a jewelry store and the next thing they have a stolen birthday cake (laughs) so i'm like either they can't afford birthday cakes or they're just three kleptomaniacs that just love stealing hey that was a pretty funny scene though (laughs) i was also a little unsure on like what their skill sets were right because at what point querella doesn't admits to not knowing how to drive but she does know how to hotwire a car <laughs> which she
1: that's learned on the streets pickpocketing at some point that's didn't fair like about that part i didn't really
2: catch that part <laughs> <laughs> well played sir <laughs> well played another another part i like in this movie i i thought the soundtrack was intriguing to me mm-hmm. uh, i thought they did a really good job like Setting scenes of what they wanted you to kind of feel or where the direction of what was going to happen next. Whoever's job that was in this movie, I think they did a good job.
3: I agree completely. I feel like they I just really... took a playlist of their favorite music and applied it, whether sure. it fit or not. <laughs> I liked it. It's a great playlist. Like I loved all the music, but it didn't fit all the time. You know what part Sorry. really worked? I didn't for like me. this movie. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs>
0: was when she started waging war against the Baroness and she kept crashing all of her parties. That was like the one good part of this movie for me. So Ian, shit on that a little bit for me. (laughs) I don't
3: have to. She rolled up in a trash can. That's shit enough.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Got Uh, her. (laughs) I will agree with you, Manson. I enjoyed the soundtrack. And while I also agree with Ian that some of them were just felt like a great playlist over... Not great movie. There were times like the cover of Come Together near the end of the movie when they're getting ready for the big party and the big finale was a really cool cover. And I hate the Beatles, but I love that song. I know. Shut up. I do. I am not a Beatles fan. How do you hate the Beatles? Because I don't enjoy their music very much. There's like two or three
0: songs. No one actually enjoys their music, but no one hates the Beatles.
1: I do, but I do love that song. But I love the covers of that song, and this cover was really good. Even Yellow Submarine—that's yeah, a classic.
0: What a stupid we all
2: song! Live in a yellow submarine. I,
1: yeah, that. What exactly my point? Like just the name of the song, Yellow Submarine. Fuck that song. Anyway, yeah. So I with you. They had a, it had a good good soundtrack, but. It didn't enhance the movie much for me. It just was nice to listen to. So one thing I do want to talk about that I liked about this movie and Javier mentioned is the acting's really good. Emma Stone's amazing. She's good in everything she does. Emma Thompson is one of my favorite actresses. Like, I I can't think of a movie that she's been in that I didn't enjoy her in. So those two facing off in all the different ways, like when she, when when Cruella's trying to be Estella and working for her and doesn't realize, that that whole aspect worked really well for me and then i again i liked joel fry and paul walter hauser as as the two henchmen that was really good as well i just the the main core acting group was fantastic when it came to acting who was the butler i agree that's mark strong Oh, he's that's this like
2: the first movie I've seen him where he's not trying to kill someone. (laughs) Where he's like a supporting character, but not like a main supporting character, right?
0: Not like
1: a villainous supporting character. Yeah, trying
2: to not like the main villain. Yeah.
1: So not true. I I have a retort for that comment, though I was agreeing for a minute, but he was also in Kingsman, the first Kingsman movie. (laughs) And and he played Merlin and he was like the comedic relief, like weird background guy.
0: What a great, terrible movie. I love Kingsman. I do. No, that's a
1: guilty guilty pleasure of
0: mine. It totally is. Dude, Samuel Jackson is a villain. Oh, yeah. Love it. Where heads blow up and mindless slaughter in a church. What a beautiful that's a very To, to this day is, in my mind, the most brutal scene I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, we should really do that movie. Oh my gosh, it comes out of nowhere. That movie has a really weird ending. Yeah, the whole movie's weird. That movie's weird. Uh, it's just weird. And the second one's even weirder. And then there's a, a prequel coming out this year sometime. So. I haven't
0: seen the second one, but I hear the prequel is going to be good. I, I hope so. The second one was odd.
1: Yeah, not love it. Anyway. But the prequel looks cool. Like, <laughs> yes, oh. it does. But Mark Strong, there's another case where he plays a a secondary character that isn't a villain as odd
2: as it was. So he was playing the long con like the, yeah. this whole time.
3: The very long con. I have to yeah. say, I love when they put him with hair because I was not expected
1: yeah. to see him with hair in the movie. Me neither. Mark Strong looks weird as fuck with hair.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, hey, we have some more CGI budget. What should we do? <laughs> Let's put some shitty. hair on Mark Strong. Let's
1: put this shitty toupee-looking fake hair on Mark Strong <laughs> and call it real. We could make one more dog, or yeah, get me out. <laughs> yeah. There's just some. There's just some people that don't look right with hair, and Mark Strong's one of them. Like he's got that deep, menacing voice. Or soothing voice, depending on how he's talking to you, and then he's got like that—he's got this scowl that's on his face, like constantly, with that beak of a nose. And then you put hair on him, and it's like, wait, what? (laughs) The Rock is is also one of those. Yeah, the Rock had hair, weird with hair. Yeah, Yeah. I also remember when The Rock was chubby, not like ripped when he was in the WWE, and he was like kind of flabby. Oh, but he was—he was big. Oh, sure, he was huge, but he was just kind of flabby. I was like, wait, what? I mean he wasn't fat. I don't want to say he was fat cuz I'm fat.
2: That's fat. You he had a protective a layering. Yeah, exactly. He yeah. just had a little had a little extra on him and around Young the neither. muscle. So my question is with the butler and when she said, "You know what to do." Clearly he knew what that meant but wasn't going to fulfill killing a small child good for him. But then he didn't do that thing and save the baby. Like what did, why didn't he like what is? How does the Baroness get away with that? If he was that loyal and not killing his baby, why not just tell the Baron that, "Hey, your wife's psycho," and just tried to kill your firstborn child? Maybe you should do something about this.
3: I'm still wondering how the Baroness ended up with this Baron guy because he seemed like a nice fella.
2: That too. Sure, we can start with that. That's that's that even... actually happens quite
1: often.
0: I... Yeah, she's in a manipulative narcissist. That makes sense. And she vice probably...
1: versa. How do very, very nice women end up in extremely abusive relationships with pieces of shit men?
3: That's true. People just make
1: poor relationship decisions, and then once they're in them, there's a comfort level, and you kind of stick around or go back when you actually get out. I've seen it a ton. It's unfortunate.
2: Poor Baron, though.
1: But I think kind of to your question, Matt, and I think it was more about he was just doing whatever he could to make sure that the Baroness didn't find out in order to protect the child, and then on top of that, make it so that she could come back. Cause it was obviously a setup with that necklace, right. That had the key in it. He had to have, he had to have been saving that birth certificate so that she could take over the
2: baron's. So he just wasn't worried when he knew his mother got fake mother got murdered. And he was like, Oh, she's like eight years old in the streets of London. Just going to hope she survives another 10 years or something. I don't know. just seems like a, a loosely put together plan. Sure.
1: My question is, is why is he so happy to serve Cruella when she's no different than? That's all. There you go. She's way different. She's a step up.
0: That's fair. She hasn't murdered anyone. She hasn't killed
1: any dogs. She's
0: literally killed nothing. It's true. And the Baroness torched an entire building to kill Cruella. Like, that's a villain through and through.
1: Not to mention she was literally kill my child.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Mattson, I thought that same thing. And the way I justified that or rectified that was I wondered how many people he knew that she killed like before that.
2: Yeah. right. Because like, yeah.
0: If she's willing to kill people like you're probably a little bit more
2: hesitant to. Did he like going to work? Like, how did you feel about going to work every day?
0: Dude, I've quit for way less than that. <laughs> yeah.
3: are you kidding me? <laughs> those are some disengaged employees right there.
0: <laughs> Productivity's gotta be at an all-time low for those guys. <laughs> Turnover's gotta be a nightmare.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was but could you imagine how cool this movie had been if Cruella the whole time had been as psycho as the Baroness? And it was just these two that were willing to go to any lengths to win.
2: It'd been rated R. It would have been amazing. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Eh? I wish they would. Was this movie PG thirteen? It was. Why? Uh, death, bitchiness,
1: <sighs> or the mom, the the adopted mom.
2: She got pushed off a cliff. That happens all the time, man. <laughs> Not by dog. <laughs> I Which, thought it was a very. I thought it was a very soft. PG thirteen. I'm just gonna be straight. As on a that.
0: side note, asking for a friend. How do you train your dog to push someone off a cliff? Just theoretically speaking. That's fair. Hey, she might have put a little bit of meat in her pocket. <laughs> I'm just saying, like that whistle. Like she's got those dogs really well trained to do different things with with one whistle. Well, <laughs> yeah,
3: same whistle.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good for her. Hey, do we think she killed that groomer that lost the dogs? I wonder if that guy died. Probably. Why didn't Cruella gut those dogs? She's like,
0: one of these dogs has the necklace, my mom's necklace. We're going to wait for it to poop it out. I'm like, no, Cruella would literally gut this thing in the car.
1: Well, and then I almost got excited at the end. Me too. Near the end. I, I want to say the end, but here's the problem. There was still 45 minutes left of this fucking movie in this moment that I'm talking about, which was the first realization that I went, holy shit, this movie's long. And that is when she does that last fashion show out in the middle of the street, and she's wearing what looks like the dalmatian and the even the baroness was like she killed my dogs and made a coat yeah i was, I was like,
0: like holy shit yes
1: i was nice. like finally this is my cruella and then she didn't yeah and then not quickly, that i want the dogs to die but that's cruella
0: right we were this close to having a real villain
1: yeah and if you had done that like if you had made that happen then i would have believed the payoff in the end in the in that credit scene mm-hmm. where they set up the next movie, right? You don't it obviously doesn't need to be a gift from her, but you can see those two coming home with their puppies and going, Okay, now I can see this setup. Now I want to see Emma Stone in a remake of 101 Dalmatian I would as it stands I don't for, sorry.
0: No, you're good. I would also be more forgiving of Krilla being soft this whole movie. And then she just has this like turning point of these dogs killed my mom and now they have my necklace i'm killing them and she kills these dogs and then that's a good pivotal like pivoting point where it's like okay now i'm now i'm full blown cruella i am psycho i'm like okay all yeah. right i can get behind that yeah it would changed- have changed
3: can- <laughs> yeah and you shouldn't have said anything <laughs> <laughs> say again <laughs> I said, you don't, you don't have to, I don't have to say anything. You guys already know how bad this movie is.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and here I thought you said you guys are already shitting on this movie. I was hoping I got an extra shit out of you instead of just your intro.
2: <laughs> you gotta earn those jj yeah, exactly. yeah. you gotta earn those and, shits and I, I do have a question for you i was asked by why do you say some shit where did that originate from oh I we told one. him
3: because they the told answer. me to say some shit when i came my turn to say something he said just say yeah. some shit and so i said some shit yeah he's yeah. like i don't i don't
1: really know what to say i was like just say some shit and then he said some shit and it's it the
3: ultimate dad
1: joke yeah
0: it's perfect by the it. one who's least close
1: to being a. Dad?
0: <laughs> but that's by choice, Ian. You could go get someone pregnant today if you wanted to. Thanks, Javier.
3: I appreciate the vote um, of
0: confidence. You're welcome.
2: Money can I, buy anything in this world. I guess that is a rational. I mean, it's not untrue. Yeah, it's totally true. No, you couldn't call it untrue. We certainly don't want to see it come true. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> come. <laughs> I knew he was going to do it. <laughs> Wow, and we when we get on me for having some potty humor, that was wow, that was some stuff right there. That, that was low hanging for a Gosh. bit. I'm sorry, wow, and the joke <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> All right, I just let the record show that. I have I mean I've said some stupid potty stuff, but that was some next level shits right there, dude. I love Javier So after
1: the after our seditiously sexual jokes we'll uh move along. I wanted to like this movie, guys. I really did. Because I like the cast. I like the characters. They just they just fell short. They weren't brave enough to do what they needed to do with the, with the main character,
2: Cruella. You guys have all made a really good point about she just wasn't what she was supposed to be it was too soft. And I didn't really think about it, that a lot till now. So I think those are solid points. Why
0: does Disney keep doing this, though? Like Mulan wasn't who she was yeah. supposed to be. Cruella wasn't who she was supposed to be. You you can even yeah make the argument like Maleficent wasn't either. They keep like watering down. These villains who also happen to all be female. So I don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that Disney is fucking sexist, but I think we should look into it a little bit.
1: And not to mention that, but like they were good villains in the cartoons. I remember as a child being intimidated and and afraid of these characters, you know, to some degree, and real because they're crazy and Mm -hmm. there's they're villains and they're true villains, and I like that. And now like I can't I wouldn't be able to go. If they were to make, which I'm sure they will because they set it up, if they make this remake, this live action remake of 101 Dalmatians, how am I supposed to? I can't enjoy it the way that I would because they didn't pay off her either true fall as to how far she gets in, you know, based on the cartoon or. They have to water her down in the next movie and make her somewhat likable, which defeats the purpose. How do I have a villain mm-hmm. that I'm actually going to root for? And I, so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think it's silly that Disney's just replaying old content and then taking great villains and making them likable characters. I don't want
3: that. I want my villains. Keep my villains. Mm hmm. <laughs> and I, I don't like and maybe I'm maybe I'm getting too far into this and you guys can tell me that if that's the case. But I worry about this idea of taking these very dark villains and justifying their behaviors, because I feel like as a kid, you're learning that the behavior that these villains are showing is now justified based on the way they came up through these origin prequel stories. And I think it's I don't understand why that is a route that Disney is taking
0: yeah i agree like it it's okay to have people like characters that it's not okay to replicate right like this is this is a bad person
1: and that's it and they do
2: bad things
1: and we don't don't have to try to justify their their behavior
2: don't be a dragon and eat someone don't train your dalmatians to
3: (laughs) hurt people don't kill puppies
1: don't (laughs) ask your butler to kill your child
3: (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah that's almost kind of what's funny about this movie is you had the Cruella character, but it wasn't Cruella. Thank yeah. you. That's what I said to Nicole.
0: I was like, it she's was, a better Cruella. Yeah. yeah, she was. It was Cruella's mom. Just let Cruella fall off the cliff for real. and Because she there. was like in this movie's defense. She was unapologetically a bad person. Yes. She was a villain through and through. Right. A great one. Yeah. So what, in 10 years from now, are we going to remake a movie about the Baroness and how she was abused as a child? And that's why she's a psycho? Like what?
1: <laughs> I agree. And, let you know, disclaimer, abuse is real, can change your life, make you a different person, make you do some shitty things. I've seen it that, too. There's a lot of things that we can say are part of where people have gone through things and it makes them a different person than what they may have been had they not. But I don't need my villains to have that sympathetic bone.
0: Honestly, if they were like Cruella was abused as a kid, that's why she's a psycho. I'd be like, yeah, makes sense. Cool. Sure. Do your thing. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, uh, the 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 uh, origin story of Magneto <laughs> you <Yeah>. out <laughs> where he was like he was put in Auschwitz and his family were killed by Nazis. And then and I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever this guy does, totally justified. I am. On his side, 100%. That's the kind of backstory I want for a villain. Like he's a bad person, but like, I get it. Let's rate Cruella. All right, let's rate this thing. All right, Master.
1: kick us off.
2: And having talked and listened to all of you and and hearing the very good opinions around Estella becoming Cruella, while this movie didn't bother me, this movie was long, I did like the music, I liked the acting, Uh, a lot of the jokes did land for me. The journey of Estella to Cruella, and thinking about that more, thanks to my wonderful co-hosts, is a glaring oversight for me, along with the terrible CGI. Along with this movie being much, much too long. Hence why I didn't even know there was a mid-credits scene. Like, Thank goodness for JJ. What would we do without him? We wouldn't be here without JJ. Let's be honest. Thank you, JJ. So with that, I'm going to give this a solid... I'm just going to give it a three. Like for me, while those things were glaring mistakes, I I think there's... I like Emma Stone. She was a great lead. I like the Baroness as well not a great movie, not a bad movie. We've seen much. I mean, take what, two weeks ago when we watched the army of the dead, like just, Oh my gosh. Like, I think that's another reason that this movie doesn't come off as bad. That movie was atrocious for me. And this movie was like, you know, it's okay. It's middle of the road. I don't think I'll really watch it again, but if one of my nieces and nephews put it on and they wanted to watch like,
3: all right, like I'll be there, but just the middle of the road three. Cool. Ian. I, I struggle with this movie and I think the as I've thought about it, and as we've talked more, I think the biggest frustration is it had so much potential. You had wonderful acting, well casted. They all played their parts so well. But where I just struggle is that you put Cruella on this movie. If it wasn't pitched as this Cruella, this is her coming up and how she got to be who she is, I might have enjoyed it more. But there's also times where the comedic relief or the jokes just fell absolutely flat for me. Horace and Jasper were kind of entertaining here and there, but I struggled. And it's funny that you bring up Army of the Dead because I may have once or twice said maybe I should have, like, watched Army of the Dead instead. (laughs) So I was struggling a little bit with this movie. Oh, that movie's so bad. I don't know if – I don't know about that. I'll, if I have to, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, so I kind of just struggled with this movie, as well as kind of going into that, that whole kind of end topic about justifying villains and the reasoning behind it. And I just really didn't enjoy this movie. With that said, there was some great acting. Emma Stone did awesome. I think that if they would have made a real Cruella movie, I think she could have pulled that off as well. And yeah, some of the visuals were pretty interesting. And yeah, we'll go with a, I'll give it a, Begrudging grudging two, and I don't plan on watching it again.
2: JJ, sparing off of what Ian just said, we need to do a podcast of talking about some of our worst movies we've watched. Should yeah, do that. Do. Just saying. I think that'd be funny. Anyways, I'll throw Jurassic Park in there. Wow. As <laughs> so long as we can throw the town there too. Oh
3: I was going to beat you to it, man. I was like, here comes the town comment. Here it comes.
1: <laughs> yeah, we can make that happen. This one would definitely be included on my list. Um. Look, I wanted to like this movie because I love Emma Stone and I love Emma Thompson. I'm a big fan now of Joel Fry, who played Jasper. I thought his acting was very good back and forth. I enjoyed the guy that played Horace, but he was pure comedic gold. It wasn't necessarily because his character was interesting. He was just funny. Everything he did made me actually laugh, which was like the only thing that made me laugh in this movie. But none of that, the acting, like has been said, none of it could save the overall feeling of this movie for me. And I think it really comes down to what we said a million times over the last 45 minutes, and that is I don't want to feel like I have to relate to Cruella. I just want to know. I'm fine with an origin story, and I think Emma Stone pulled it miraculously when she was standing at that fountain the last time and she was letting go of that moment when she truly lets go of her actual persona and just leans into Cruella and that is who she becomes, I would have been thrilled with that because she played it perfectly in that moment. Little weird, creepy smiles and sadness and a little psychosis in there that you just were like, this is a great portrayal of Cruella. And I think my problem comes, the more I think about it as we've been talking about, it comes from, we have Jasper and Horace who she considers family and she's kind to even at the end, and I'm like, that's not Corella. She's a dick to those guys in the, in the original cartoon constantly. Have them stick with her, but out of fear of what she could do because of what she's become, I would have loved that, and it would have been more believable if you just would have leaned into her being a villain instead of trying to hang on to having... Little kids enjoy this movie more than what they probably should, considering the material. If you're going to do live action, do live action. Leave the cartoons for the kids. Give us adults who grew up on those cartoons what we want in live action. Disney, that's what I'm asking for. Let it be dark and what you portrayed as a cartoon in live action. So that's my biggest issue. I think there were some saving graces, Mattson. you mentioned before the soundtrack. I love the songs in this, even though to to Ian's point, sometimes they didn't fit. They just felt like a great playlist, but it had that feel, especially during the, you know, her taking over the shows and the parties every time it really fit with that. So that theme. So I liked that part overall, though, at the end of it, they really ruined it and made it a not great movie. I will give it a two because when I think about Army of the Dead for me, that one was such a wretched movie. She Dies Tomorrow is a wretched movie. And I gave that half and a one. And I feel like because of the acting, because of the music and because of the the potential that uh, Ian talked about, uh, I have to score it a little higher. So I'm going to give it a two and I won't watch it again. Cause it'll make me sad. Javier finish this off.
0: Okay. That was a good monologue, dude. That was probably the best oh, so line de- delivery in that whole movie. So good. It was so good. It was like weirdly moving considering like it was a villain becoming a villain, but it was all about a villain, like being true to who she is, which is a terrible person. It was cool. But it was still cool. has
1: the wherewithal to turn around at the very end and say, but I did love you. Yeah, but I do love you. Like so, she's having That's that real. emotional moment, which I liked. But it was such there was such a frightening piece of her that showed during that. Anyway, yeah, great monologue.
0: Yeah, dude, whatever you are, be a good one. You know,
1: Yeah, <laughs> be the best. <laughs> be the best. And in that moment, she was.
0: Yeah, it was really good. I think that at some point Disney needs to commit to telling a good story and not relying on good acting and shitty CGI. Like, like, at some point, we've got to hold these guys to a better standard than what they've been producing recently, including Marvel. Like, come on. At some point, at some point, you have to tell a unique story. Right. What happened to the Disney that, like, came up with unique stories that, like, challenged the status quo? Dude, Disney is just status quo now. Like, so disappointing. I think as far as origin story for Cruella, they, it, was, it, it was a miss, right? Like, they did not do a good job. The CGI was terrible. The, the plot progression was kind of all over the place. It was too long. There are parts in this movie where I'm, like, tempted to scroll through Instagram because I'm so freaking bored <laughs> of this movie. There's not a lot of good things to say about it. But to be fair, like, it's not a terrible movie. Like, I think you'll enjoy at least some part of it if you go watch it. So I'm going to echo you guys. I'm going to give it a two. I'm i I'm not going to watch this again, though, because JJ's right. Like, I wanted to see a villain and I didn't see a villain. So. Except
1: Emma Thompson. Except Emma Thompson.
0: That's not the villain that I was expecting to see. Not the villain you know, I want. Yeah. We it, it wasn't named the Baroness. It was yeah. named Cruella
1: stupid would have been a fantastic movie if it was named the Baroness. yeah if she was the
0: main character and she just like yeah Yeah. i'm with ian dude if it was if this was a different movie like if it was named something else and take out the
1: dalmatians like this would have been a really interesting
0: movie (laughs) anyway uh yeah so 2 not gonna see it again
1: all right there we go yeah the more i think about and then so ian sent me a text last night before i watched this and he Rotten Tomatoes, this thing's huge. Like, people love this fucking movie. And I have to think that been, we are yeah, better like, than other people. Well, than and I think idiots compared to <laughs> us. Exactly. That's one. But I started thinking about it. I was like, why is that? And it has to be the performances. It's the only thing I can think of is that people love Emma Stone and they love Emma Thompson. And then the char- you know, the side characters were fun. That they, it, they didn't. I think you lose track sometimes of the shit that's going on around all that. Because, man, this, this missed in so many ways, in my opinion. But anyway, there's our rating. Eh, it's an uh, movie. Like I said, barely gets a stream, and I think for most of us now that we've talked about it. But cool. Mattson, tell them where they can find us, buddy.
2: As you heard me intimately talk about at the beginning, now that you've listened to us in this whole podcast, if you want to listen to Jurassic Park, The Town, God forbid she dies tomorrow, you want to listen to something that's a good movie, like A Quiet Place, Spotify, gone. Stitcher. Listen, check out our website, whatsherverdict.com. You want to buy a sticker Javier's head, check out our merch. About Come two. Visit us on social media, slide into those DMs. Let us know if you want us to talk about some of the worst movies we've rated. If you want exclusive content of things I've said in this episode, and I don't know if all those will even make it into our exclusive content or funny things Javier, Ian, or JJ have said, subscribe. Let's do this thing. Thank you for listening. Definitely,
1: and a quick shout out, and maybe it won't go sideways this time. On Twitter, we got a shout out from at Wildcard Movies. This his name's on his whoa, tags whoa. unspoken. Unspoken Montana, says he's one of our two favorite. His we are one of his two favorite film podcasts to listen to right now. So we appreciate that. He does have a, a podcast, a sports podcast. Yeah. It's called the unspoken rule pod. It's a, it's a sports podcast he does with another friend of his and his is at wildcard movies with a Z. So I thought it was it. So yeah, go check him out. Go check out his podcast. Again, the unspoken rule pod looks like it'd be interesting. I'm going to give it a listen. I'm a big sports guy. Not quite I as much as but-
0: like to re- reiterate my challenge to his other favorite podcast. I say we watch or review the same movie. And he has to let us know who his favorite podcast is and who his number two favorite podcast is.
1: They're a pretty big podcast, Javier. We I'll take do, them on. Get, oh, I'm, I'm down. I, I think we should all just get like do some cross promotion and, and review movies together. But I'm in. Let's do it. No, that's,
0: I'm in a villainous mood. I will crush I, anyone.
1: That's, their podcast is Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Uh, it it's They're fun to listen to. God ah, damn it. That's a great name. I know, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So they're cool men. guys so anyway go check those guys out uh, a lot of fun we appreciate the shout out man and uh good luck with the pod let us know if you need anything and uh yeah so thanks for tuning in guys we appreciate you listening we'll catch you on the next one bye bye now send a magic out na, 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 na.